0: Bakery Bears radio show. My name's Dan. And
1: my name's Kay.
0: And my goodness, what a show we have in store for you today. Indeed. Oh yes, today is the day when we shall be picking up the mantle which we sort of partially dropped in the show where we spoke about Egypt because of the sound problems, but no sound problems today, baby.
1: No, it's it's not even windy today.
0: Well, the problem was in the what last was the Egypt problem? show. I don't remember. It's as if the pharaohs were interfering with our equipment my mic didn't work
1: oh gosh yeah that was a disaster
0: it was a total disaster Neil, today we're talking about the truth of Tutankhamun mm. and to do that effectively i think we need to venture back to the time of the pharaohs
1: right <laughs> I'd like to. <laughs>
0: that would be quite fun. And I think as this is a radio show, it's about time... About time? I said, about time? It's <laughs> sounding very strange. It's about time that I delved into my bag of music to sort of put us in the mood. Okay. Put us in the Egyptian mood. Egyptian oh yes. oh yes so we've gone back to 1850 BC
1: Wow. so
0: it's round about 4,000 years ago
1: Goodness.
0: and this was in the time of the 18th dynasty of pharaohs and it's an interesting one the whole dynasty thing with pharaohs because there's a sort of an argument over if there was 18 or less or more because they can't quite work out, you know, there's still stuff to be found out. Right. Um, but at the moment, it's pretty conclusive that we're in the 18th dynasty of pharaohs. Yeah. And the reason why we're just touching on this, just very quickly, before we let Kay loose,
1: <laughs>
0: um, is because you hear an awful lot of historians say that Tutankhamun wasn't important, don't you?
1: You do. Can I just show you something? Yeah. I think these is I think the, these is. I think these are raspberries.
0: You are joking. I'm
1: not, look, look.
0: They totally are. How is that? There's happened? There's
1: wild raspberries just by the side of the road, I'm not kidding. A I wanna know how that's brush. happened. Because there's loads of blackberries, but I walked past here the other day and I thought I'm sure they're raspberries. That is amazing. They're absolutely wild raspberries.
0: And they are without doubt my favourite fruit.
1: Yep. Amazing.
0: You can't beat... As you
1: can hear, just by the side of the road.
0: You can't beat raspberries on your cereals. No, lovely. Or in fact, with some nuts and Mm yoghurt. Now, we're back in Egyptian times. Yep. And we're giving some context as to who Toon Common was because whilst he might have been a relatively, yeah. Do you know what, she's slick. This girl is slick. <laughs>
1: we're, going a slightly, we're going the opposite way around because the bin, mat, the bin lorry is over by the route we normally take so we're gonna go the opposite way around.
0: Do you know what I think, Kay? In Watch. all the years, that is the slickest decision I've ever seen you make.
1: Oh, well, thanks very much. It wasn't that much of a decision.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was very good though, I'm very impressed. I and, often
1: walk this route the opposite way around though. Right. Just it just varies it a little bit. We're just doing my normal daily walking route. And I quite often go the opposite way around because it looks different.
0: It doesn't. I mean, it's funny how just by doing that, it does give a whole different experience. It freshens experience. it up, yeah. It really does. I mean, I, does. you know, when I think back to when I first started walking and then running, as I'm sure you'll recall, yeah. I religiously used to do the same, same route.
1: route. Yeah.
0: And it, it's funny because it sort of, it picks up on, I think, that... Um, a routine thing, Absolutely. that sort of security I, I, I and safety. I like the routine,
1: but I do like a little bit of variation as well.
0: Well, hey, go.
1: Oh, gosh, pigeons. I've <laughs> just walked into the railway bridge, and there's always pigeons nesting up in the top of the bridge. Oh, train. Oh, it's an Azuma. Yes. <laughs> I like seeing the Azuma. we long- talked about that before.
0: Yeah, lo- long time like listeners of the it show will. It's
1: fairly empty.
0: Well, it will be, won't it? It will be,
1: yeah. Uh, Goodness me. But it looks like a fabulous train.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we've made it clear of the East Coast Main Line.
1: Yes, we've gone under the bridge.
0: And we can now finally get back to Egypt. Sorry. No, no, it's not your fault. Because whilst Tutankhamun may have died young, and whilst he might not have been a particularly important pharaoh in the actions that he took, the family that he was born into was massively important. And I shall tell you for why. His dad- Was Amenhotep IV. Right. And uh, Kay is now wondering
1: I'm wondering because I well, thought his dad was someone else. Yeah, well,
0: don't worry because Amenhotep the 4th is going to turn into Akhenaten. Oh, right. Okay, so
1: it's one and the same.
0: Because what happened was Amenhotep the 4th, that name first of all, will be familiar to anyone. It is familiar. Yes. Yeah. No, it's because there was there was four Amenhoteps. Right. And they were like seriously important, yeah. really cool pharaohs. Yeah. And As time began to progress, and they were all father, son, you know, they were all, you Uh know. uh um, And by the time we got to Amenhotep IV, the the pharaohs were becoming disillusioned with the gods. And the Egyptian gods all had their own temples. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And... I sort of love the reason why they were getting disillusioned with the gods because I think one of the things that so many people struggle with is blind faith. Yes. And what Aminhotep IV decided, and it was his dad who sort of planted the seed, was that the only god that was actually worth worshipping was the sun. Right. And the sun was called the Aten. Yeah. And so, by the time Amenhotep IV got on the throne and had become pharaoh, he was now pretty obsessed with the artem. Right. And in the course of his... <laughs>
1: he gave himself a new name.
0: Well, well, Is first, first of all, me? yes, I am, I am. First of all, what he did was he started shutting down the temples and making people all worship. The Arton. right? And um, he then gave himself.
1: Gosh, it's just like Henry VIII, isn't it? That's exactly like Henry VIII.
0: <laughs> it's like history repeating yeah, itself. Yeah, which
1: it's, it does. It does. Because as we
0: know. The, the other thing, you know, the other thing that he's been accused of is, and I don't oh, think, gosh, I don't think he's been. Um, well he doesn't need to be accused of anything because I honestly do believe he was obsessed with the sun and you can understand why hmm. an Egyptian was obsessed with the sun because yeah. they lived and died by it. Oh, yeah. So he be- he's slowly but surely becoming more and more obsessed with the sun yeah. um, and he's making people worship it, he's shutting down all the other temples. He then becomes so obsessed he changes his name right. and he changes his name to Akhenaten. Yeah and um, I can't remember exactly what Arkanaan means but it basically means acting <laughs> in the best interests of the Arton. Right. So I'm doing all the things which the Aarten... I'm the Aarten. Yes, that's yes. exactly right. So, so he, he ch-
1: made himself kind of like a hope in a way that's
0: exactly what he did yeah so because that's the other thing he did was he said that he was the only person who could talk directly to the artan right whereas prior to that just like what henry VIII did with yeah. uh, the priests yeah. the priests were you know yes so the he, sort
1: of voices of yeah. god yeah so basically
0: yeah. what arkana did was he said all the priests are useless I'm right. the only one who's yeah. any good.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm so important.
1: He didn't think a lot of himself then.
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm so important, I've decided I'm going to move the capital of Egypt. Yeah. From Thebes. Yeah. To Armana. Oh.
1: Right. He built his
0: own city. Right. And the city is the coolest place ever. And if I could go anywhere, honestly, that's the place that oh, I would go to.
1: is it? In Egypt. It's, then, it's, nice. uh,
0: now you're asking right i would need to um the the interesting thing is yeah the interesting thing is no one knew because what happened was as soon as akhenaten amenhotep the fourth as soon as he died egypt immediately reverted back to all its old ways right they also chiseled out his face Yes. All his, they also knocked down all his temples. Yeah. They tried to Which, wipe.
1: That's also been done in history, hasn't I know, it? In I more know. recent history. I
0: know, I know. It's crazy. But um, w- w- what's so cool, I think, about Akhenaten is he chose the site for Armana because the sun rose between two mountains right. on a morning. And it shone straight down yeah. onto the city of Armana.
1: It's making me think of Indiana Jones. I know.
0: So he went when and When he picked. got the
1: staff and the circle. I know, I know. And, yeah.
0: Now, Armana was only discovered in 1907 right. by Flinders Petrie.
1: Oh, I've heard of him. Yes,
0: he's like the king. He, the, the, he's, he's the number one dude when it comes to yeah. uh, Egyptology. Yeah. Um, so it was discovered. And up until then, no one had, no one even knew who Akhenaten was. Right. So it was only on the discovery of Armana. Yeah. Um, so what happens? He moves his whole family to um, Armana. Yeah. And whilst there, his, him and his wife, Nefertiti, yeah. have a son.
1: Right. And their
0: son is called...
1: He wasn't called Tutankhamun. He was
0: called Tutankhaten. That's it. And they begin their lives and everything's lovely. Mm-hmm. But things aren't lovely because the people aren't happy. Yeah. But they didn't do anything. You know, they lived by his rules until he died, and that was the moment when it all changed back. Yeah. So suddenly, Nefertiti, who effectively becomes like queen because Tutank, he changed his name.
1: He's only nine, isn't he? He is,
0: and he changes his name because he knew that if he held on to the name Ah. Artan, well, the
1: association.
0: Well, he was concerned he was going to get wiped out. Morning. Morning. He was concerned he was going to get assassinated. Right. So he changed his name to Tutankhamun. Right. And I think that, as stories go with regards to Egypt, Amazing. That is about as cool as it gets. Yeah. But it, the, the, Amarna is like amazing. Right. There was like.
1: There's still a lot there to yeah, see. Yeah.
0: Loads. Gosh, wow. It's like, and it was only the capital city. He moved um, Egypt, the, 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 moved the capital from Thebes to Amarna. The Thebes completely deserted. Moved everyone there. Mm. Fourteen years. Right. So he Good built morning. it really quick. I um, moved in. Everything's lovely. Yeah. Dies straight back. Right.
1: Gosh. So it wasn't even lived there, it lived in very long. Then.
0: No. No, it wasn't. Into this maelstrom. Yeah. Comes this young king. Yes. And he becomes, in the 20th century, the pharaoh which we've all associated with the most.
1: Yeah.
0: Really, because of Howard Carter. Yes,
1: that's right.
0: And this is where Kay comes in. Do I? You do. Gosh. Because you've been educating me with regards to the discovery. And also, you know, a lot of the programs that you've watched. So, I mean, I yeah. don't know if this is a good point for you to uh, get on your soapbox.
1: To my soapbox? Yes. And talk about where do you want me to start, really?
0: Well, start with probably Howard Carter's discovery and how things were perhaps not done quite no. so well. as no. I
1: mean, things, oh, gosh. I watched a program recently. Um, oops, nearly fell. On um, the kind of discovery of his tomb and what actually happened in terms of removal of things and the, the damage that was done when they did that, and I actually had no idea that this happened, but. When when they found his body, obviously, he was encased within several sarcophaguses. No, sarcophagi. Must be your way of saying it. (laughs) It's got to be sarcophagi, isn't it? I'm changing it. (laughs) Um, Basically, the room where he was, where the king was, it was it was kind of like one of those dolls, the Russian dolls. Yeah. There was a huge square sort of. tomb, if you like,
0: yeah.
1: and then there was another one inside that and another one inside that.
0: Yeah.
1: And then when they got down, gosh, you know the birds? When they got down to his actual body, they discovered that the oils and the resins that are used within the mummification pro- process had kind of welded themselves to the, the last coffin, which was a wooden one, I believe. Right. It kind of, so his body was kind of welded to it yeah. and they didn't know what they were going to do. So this person, I can't remember his name, It's one of the people who was working with Howard Carter. He basically took a knife, <laughs> I can't even say it.
0: The funny thing is, is he took a
1: knife to even the, back the then, mummy. And, even and, back
0: then, you would have thought, oh my gosh, is this a good idea?
1: And just hacked him out. And, you know, when they examine his body now, it's been x-rayed and, and scanned a couple of times since. Most recently was the one that I watched, and it had... the. It must be a few years ago, because the head of the Egyptology thing was the fella who's no longer the Hawass fella. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: It was him that was doing it.
0: Yeah.
1: And they, they said that they don't know whether the damage that was done to his body was actually damage when he died yeah. so it might have been a cause of death yeah. or whether it's damage that was done when they actually hacked him out of the coffin.
0: I think that logic tells you that the chances are if there was any major damage it was probably done when he was hacked out.
1: Well, there's a good chance of that, because... And that
0: leads you on, doesn't it, beautifully, to one of the programmes that you watched which speculated at what his cause of death might have been.
1: Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of speculation over the years, and... What f- was
0: the one with the chariot hitting him thing?
1: Yeah, well, I watched one programme. It had that fella on that I really like. What's his name?
0: I can't remember his name, but he's... He's, he's an English he man. A, a, he's the chair yeah. of the... Yeah committee that has been around since it was set up by flinders petrie yeah
1: yeah yeah.
0: i mean he's just if you want to imagine he's a really
1: cool fellow he is yeah and they were kind of examining the x-rays and scans and things and spoke to sort of various doctors and experts who based on the sort of damage to his body which when you look at it in face value the damage is that basically it seems to be centred down his left hand side. Right. His rib cage is basically gone yeah. on the left hand side. Yeah. He didn't have a heart. Now this is really significant because they the Egyptians believed that you needed your heart still within your body to take you through to the afterlife. Yeah. So what normally happened was they took it out, they mummified it and they put it back in. Right and it it was missing, his heart was missing, and he also had a shattered knee and his hip was also missing on that side. So they were surmising that this could have happened and been the cause of his death, and they did loads of, they went to one of those um, car crash experts, you know, that analyse accidents and try and work out how something happened and they gave him all of this sort of ancient information and he simulated what could have happened in a chariot sort of situation.
0: Right.
1: And he showed that it was perfectly possible that he was maybe knocked off his chariot. Right. He was getting back up. Right. And then he was hit by a chariot. On that left side and the damage that could have been done was that it shattered his ribs, his ribs then punctured yeah. his um, liver, possibly, and his lungs, yeah. and also it could have damaged his heart. Right. And the reason they think his heart's not there is because it was damaged beyond beyond repair, beyond the ability to mummify it, so they didn't have any choice. Yeah. But for it not to be there.
0: I mean, it's an interesting so one, though, because, because one that does possible. lead you to believe, then, because for your heart to be damaged, you would have had to have had one heck of Oh
1: yeah, an almighty smack.
0: So that then does and make you think, hold on a minute, perhaps then they're right. Perhaps it wasn't Howard Carter's knife wielding
1: Maybe not.
0: But then you watched something else, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I mean I've watched several theories and I watched another one where they seemed to think that there was like um damage to his skull, that there would have right. been a blow to his head. Right. And then they were all like, oh it's murder, it's murder. But actually, then when they've gone back and re scanned it, this was like in the 50s, I think.
0: Right.
1: An x ray was taken. Right. 50s or 60s, I believe.
0: Right.
1: But then when they've actually gone back with modern equipment and scanned him, they couldn't find any evidence (laughs) that 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 had happened. And what they did find is that, what they think might have confused them is that um, because he was so young, he was only 19 when he died his skull still had the kind of fuchsia, yeah, yeah. fusion fusion
0: yeah.
1: lines in it yeah. and people might have misinterpreted that as being a crack to his skull
0: highly likely
1: and also what they discovered when they were doing that is that i think previously they've always there's been all these sort of theories right. that because of the shape of his head
0: yeah. because
1: because it's very sort of elongated at the back yeah. that people thought that maybe there was either um, head binding going on, right. which, you know, happened up to fairly modern times, I yeah. believe, or, or also there's this wild theory yeah. that there's, there was this race of Egyptians that actually um, came from space, <laughs> basically, that there was some kind of alien, alien landing and then they kind of um, integrated, let's say, into the Egyptians. And that that's why there's, you seem to see a lot of the Egyptian um, line of kings and things with this elongated skull. But actually when they measured it, in modern sort of terms, they found that it was just within normal ranges. Right. So even though it was a bit funky looking, yeah. it wasn't anything that we would consider unusual now.
0: What is the theory which you, after watching all these things, buy into the most, or...?
1: Well, I then saw something else. What they surmised, and this seems to make the most logical sense to me, yeah. is there's no argument that there was this awful injury to his knee. Yeah. So let's discount the sort of chest problem, because that could have been damage done when it was removed from the coffin. Yeah. So let's discount that. Nobody has ever argued that this this huge traumatic injury to his knee. Yeah. His kneecap was missing.
0: Yeah.
1: There was also a fracture all the way across his knee, you know, around his knee. Yeah. I can't remember if it was above or below. Right. And there was also signs inside the bone. Yeah that the body had kind of started to process the injury. Right. Because there were some changes within so the bone. So it was bone. starting to heal. It was trying to heal itself. Yeah. So that would indicate that he was alive for certainly a few days after the yeah. injury. Yeah. So common sense really would say to you, right, he's had this traumatic injury to his knee.
0: Yeah.
1: It could well have severed an artery. Yeah. Um, he's obviously survived... Not obviously, but... He survived he, long, enough for, he survived long enough for it to start to heal. He survived long enough for his body to start trying to heal it. Yeah. But what will likely have happened is he's got an open wound to his knee. Yeah. They're living in a time that is less than clean,
0: Yeah.
1: he's got an infection, possibly gangrene, Yeah. and he's died a few days later.
0: That makes a lot more sense.
1: That to me sounds way more plausible
0: now than question... some of
1: the more sort of outlandish theories. Yeah,
0: the question though which does arise is, why was his heart missing? That's true. But I think that what you're saying sounds exactly right.
1: Yeah.
0: And to me, I think it would be wrong of us not to consider the fact that sometimes we're all human. Mistakes happen.
1: Well, absolutely. And uh, what, perhaps his heart wasn't there
0: because something went wrong with the modification process, well, that's,
1: or that's certainly possible because because he, he obviously died suddenly, and yeah. I say obviously because there's lots of signs that
0: he's buried. How could his knee have started to heal if his heart was destroyed? No, that's could true.
1: It? No, no, absolutely. So I
0: think it was just a mistake. It could
1: be just a botched yeah. uh, mummification job,
0: and it was that done could fast, also it?
1: explain why there was an issue getting him out, out of the sarcophagus. Right. If it hadn't, you know, if the if it hadn't been mummified yeah, the yeah, way yeah. that it should have been, yeah. If it was rushed. That makes a lot um, of sense. Yeah. Um, my little bird. It's just a sparrow. It's very, <laughs> very, very cute.
0: happy with the wildflowers. Yeah. I think. We, we've got to the truth of it.
1: Well, I don't know. Who knows?
0: Well, Who I'm knows? sorry, I mean, this but is like obviously... all the mysteries of life, what you have to do is you have to take as much of the facts as you can yeah. and then make the most informed decision that you can. And...
1: Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> as with anything, it's just our opinions based on the information that we've read, you know. But to me, that, that makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, but then you've got to move on to, you know, the, the reason that... I think pretty much everybody accepts that he was buried in a very rushed way. That well, his that death would make was, sense.
0: He's 19 years yeah, old. Yeah. His
1: death was very unexpected. He's clearly died fast. Yeah.
0: There's clearly been some sort of accident. Yeah. So, it's been rushed.
1: It's been rushed. He's, yeah, and I think, I think the mummification was was rushed, and because the 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 place he was buried. The tomb he was buried in...
0: Well, this is a whole other story, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's just all wrong for a king.
0: It's It's too small. It's
1: too small. It's too small, it's too insignificant. The way that everything was piled in...
0: Doesn't um, I have something to do with this?
1: Yes. Now, I was Tutankhamun's sort of head priest. Yeah. And he had... Uh, what's the word he he wanted to be the head honcho he wanted yeah well
0: if you imagine if you imagine that priest he will have been massively important because you've just shifted the Egyptian people back to Thebes restarted their religion that they followed for thousands yeah. of years the first man and he probably was the first man yeah to hold that that position will have probably had huge, a huge ego and yeah, massive yeah, yeah. sort of grandeur.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think, didn't he take over from Tutankhamun?
0: Uh, I don't know.
1: I'm not sure about d- that, I... but uh, certainly he plays a very big part in his funeral and where he was buried in a, and everything like that. Um, because, well, the theory goes that the tomb that is actually in, was intended for I. You? And the t- <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> and the tomb that I was founding... This is terrible English, I code. know. <laughs> was actually the one that was being built for Tutankhamun. Right. But it wasn't ready.
0: W- which, of it, course, know. it wouldn't have been, because no, they were probably expecting they, him to live 20 or 30 yeah, more years.
1: They started... I think, generally, they started building king's tombs as soon as they became te- yeah. king. Yeah, But this was only 10 years. Yeah. And they wouldn't have been in any rush you no. know, he was 19 yeah, yeah, they fully expected him to be king for probably three, four decades maybe Yeah, yeah. Um, so it wasn't finished so they had to come up with a plan and I suspect it was probably I right. that said right okay well my tomb's ready yeah. or closer to being ready yeah. it actually wasn't right. let's shove him in there yeah and I'm going to have his nice big tomb. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. So, Tutankhamun ended up in this very small tomb and I've been in it, I went some years ago, but I've been in it and I fully remember it. Yeah. And it's tiny. Yeah. I'm sure lots of you out there have been in as well. It is really small. Um, and you just can't believe it really when you go in. No. You're like, what? This, <laughs> this just doesn't seem right. And his body's still in there. Um, But the reason that it's very clear that it was rushed is because of the, um, what's it called? There's like mold spots all over the walls in the tomb. And you don't find this anywhere else. You only find it in here. And again, they've analyzed these mold spores thinking that it might be a modern thing, thinking that maybe they occurred after the tomb was opened. So they've tested them, and there was no live spores at all. Right. And they've also looked at photographs, because a lot of photographs was taken, were taken by Howard Carter's team. Yeah. And they've compared them, you know, like for like. There's no change whatsoever right. in the pattern of, of right. sort of...
0: So clearly that like happened browned. when it was shut. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the reason that happened is because it was damp, yeah. and it was damp because they'd only just painted the walls. Yeah there's not really many paintings in there either it, it all points to it being very rushed you know the, the suddenly thought oh my word what are we going to do we've only got x number of days you know because from i think they've got to get him in his tube within a certain amount of time yeah. the mummification process takes it's quite a lengthy process but it takes a certain amount of time yeah So they were rushing like crazy the walls were still wet with paint
0: yeah it
1: was damp atmosphere they then shut it all up and mold formed
0: yeah i think we've established really clearly that the the death the speed you know why certain things were done and why they were done the thing we haven't touched on is why did nobody find
1: it? Well, that's a good question, and I also watched something else that gave a very common sense explanation, and it seemed to make sense to me as to what could have happened.
0: And I've actually read this as have well, you? Right, so okay. I, I think this is exactly. Right. So tell us. Well,
1: his tomb, Tutankhamun's tomb instead of being kind of on the side of her valley, in the Valley of the Kings, it's kind of on the floor. And what they think happened is the area used to suffer from flash floods. And you can clearly see actually, if you look at the valley, you can clearly see evidence of where a waterfall used to come down. Yeah. And they think that what's probably happened is quite soon after he was entombed, probably a few months, because they you know the time of year that he was entombed. Flash floods happened, I yeah. think, around the autumn, which would have been a few months after. Yeah. And when you got these flash floods in the sort of desert as it was, it picked up basically all of the stones and boulders and everything that were around.
0: The, the flow of the water is pushing them off, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And there would have been sort of three flows of water down into the valley.
0: Yeah.
1: And when they've all hit the bottom.
0: Yeah.
1: It stopped the flow yeah. and then it's dumped all of the rocks Stuff. and stones that it was carrying. Yeah. And that's basically covered the tomb and created another floor, yeah. quite thick, you know.
0: And probably, well, more than probably, it just would have been for grave robbers They want, like any robber, they want quick and easy access in and out.
1: And I think as as time went on, people would have just forgotten where it was.
0: Because of the fact that, you know, young king, buried fast. Yeah. You know, there's no point going in there when we've got all these other rich pickings.
1: Because they didn't... They didn't have, have a gravestone or anything like that. You know, there was no. nothing sort of sticking up in the ground. Yeah. As far as I'm aware.
0: No, no, there wasn't. Um, De- n- Because they wasn't. didn't
1: want it to be found, that's did exactly they? exactly right. You know, they didn't want it to be found. So they did, that's why they tunneled down so deep. Yeah. And I think that's why it was never found. And actually, it was a young boy that found it. Right. Who was working, you know, there are lots of young b- boys working and helping. Yeah fetch and carry water and all yeah, things yeah. like that and one day he just um came upon the first of the steps wow. going down
0: gosh
1: and he was like gosh what's that <laughs> so brought over you know one of the archaeologists and then that's how they then discovered it
0: didn't you tell me as well that there was um, that there's like a supposed curse of...
1: yeah i don't believe any of this at all but it's
0: interesting though
1: well it's interesting what you told but me. yeah the There was like talk of a curse of Tutankhamun because of all these people that died, that went into the tomb Most
0: notably being?
1: Most notably being the um, Lord Carnarvon.
0: Yeah.
1: Lord Carnarvon um, lived in, and still does, not the same man, obviously, (laughs) in Highclere Castle, which is Downton Abbey, as we all know it. And he was the Lord Carnarvon at the time, I'm not sure what number of Lord Carnarvon he was, but the one that was living at the time was a madly into Egypt and loved all of that and went out several times and he used to fund digs.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. And he funded this dig, but this he decided this was the last one yeah. he could fund. They never were finding anything. It was just becoming this huge waste of money that as you know that as far as he was concerned. But decided to fund this last dig. Yeah. And he was actually there when they opened up the tomb yeah. and he died a few weeks later. And I think it was reported, I think, that he died within a few days of them opening the tomb. Right. But in reality, hello, kitty cat. Within reality, I think it was one, you know, again, I'm going by information that i found. It was about six weeks. Yeah. But what actually happened to him, I don't think it's mysterious at all, he got bitten by a mosquito on his right, cheek, right. didn't do anything about it. He was then shaving a few days later and he caught it right. with the razor yeah. and it got infected oh, no. and he died from sepsis. Right. I don't think that's anything mysterious, but no. people like to say, oh, well, he was there when he, the tomb was opened and all these bad things came out of the tomb and yeah. infected him. Yeah. I don't think that's the case at all because, again, they've actually, experts have gone in and analysed the air yeah. within closed sarcophaguses. <sighs> I'm saying it again. <laughs> within a sarcophagus that has been closed yeah. and never opened.
0: Yeah.
1: They've actually gone in, drilled in, analysed the air.
0: Yeah.
1: And whilst there were several nasty things in there,
0: yeah.
1: they concluded that there was nothing really that would be able to kill you. No. So I don't, I don't believe that. I think it's just one of those things that makes good reading and people enjoy things like that, don't they? Amazing. Yeah.
0: It's so interesting, I think, how of all the pharaohs, he's the one which everyone seems to know about. Yeah. And has fascinated people. And, you know, to sort of put a bow on it, you can understand why people why Egyptologists would turn around and say he's really not important Yeah. because you know just taking his dad mm, mm. who was hugely <laughs> important yeah, with yeah. regards to the changes that he made and also then the many 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 other pharaohs yeah. you know the amazing female pharaohs as well.
1: Yeah well his death mask as well has got a bit of a story behind you know the famous yeah. Tutankhamun death mask yeah. because it was it was looked into very recently. Someone was given permission to actually, um, you know, have it for not have it, but you know, to actually analyse it.
0: Yeah.
1: And you can actually clearly see when you look at it from the back that yeah. the face portion is actually riveted to the kind of headdress portion. Right. And when you look at the face, I mean, if you just look at it with sort of blind eyes, if yeah. you like. It does look like a very feminine face, yeah. which in itself, you know, it's subjective. Yeah. But um, the face is wearing earrings. Right. Now, I've heard an expert say that back in that day, only women and um, young children, yeah. young girls, wore earrings. Yeah. Men did not wear earrings. No. So the theory goes, and they've sort of analysed again, they've done like a scan of the face and compared it yeah. to faces of other pharaohs and queens that were around at the time yeah. and it matches really well with Nefertiti. Yeah, yeah. So they think that the face actually was something that was being made for Nefertiti yeah. and then they quickly made the headdress thing because the materials are different as well. Right. On on the face portion, the blue
0: yeah.
1: is lapis lazuli, right. but on the blue of the actual headdress portion it's glass.
0: Right.
1: So there's all these kind of indications that it was all like a panic job,
0: you know? Well, we have most certainly got to the bottom in 40 minutes (laughs) or just over of the truth of Tutankhamun. Well, we
1: haven't, but we've had a good good go at it.
0: And when we see you next time, we're gonna be talking about conspiracy theories.
1: Oh, are we? Oh, yes. I love that.
0: We will perhaps pose the question, is Kay a conspiracy theorist? (laughs) I think it's a very Uh, interesting topic. I'm
1: not. I like reading about them, but I don't create them. It's a
0: very interesting topic, and we're going going to delve into some of the most famous and why people are so fascinated with them. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, that will all be in our next Bakery Bears radio show. So thank you so much for listening. It's been great to see you. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next time. See you soon. Bye. Bye. The Bakery Bears radio show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons find out how you can join our bakery bear community access more of what we do and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash